podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya. Yeah. Quédense tranquilas, aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un Fileo Fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Good evening and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers Midweek Fix Show. After Liverpool v Ajax with the kicking off of the Champions League, I'm joined tonight by all the Jays. I'm joined by Gav, Grizz and Gar. Lads, how are we tonight? Flying. Adrian's Ultras. The yeah. Ultras, the Adrian pump, Ultras. Pump, that's I'm pumped up, pumped up, blood's pumping through my veins like it should be. I'd be worried if it wasn't, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, that, that last 10, 15, 20 minutes really got me hyped up, pumped up, really enjoyed that. I'm not going to lie. Proper purist to me. Yeah, you are a football man, a football man at heart, uh, as we all know, as we all know. But lads, it was um, a great start to our Champions League campaign. Uh, a lot of people might be um, looking at that and thinking it was a scrappy 1-0 win. Brian Kerr on commentary on Irish TV for one was was saying Liverpool would be delighted to get out there with a win. Of course we would. What else would we be in it for? But it was a good win. I think we the, the first half was a bit sloppy, but I felt second half Liverpool got into it. Gav, what did you make of the of the game and how it panned out? Um Do you know, know something? I, I predicted a two two last night and I thought after the first fifteen I was gonna be wrong. And the only reason I was gonna be wrong it was gonna be more goals than that. Because Ajax pressed us really high. They they broke the ball up very, very well. Held a lot by Curtis Jones and, and James Milner, to be perfectly honest. You had you had Gomez looking a bit hesitant. Adrian was doing Adrian things. And having said that, when Liverpool actually got the ball back, they just opened up Ajax time and time and time again, even in the first half, you know, especially down their, their left-hand side, I thought um, Robertson and Manny were brilliant at, at getting that Ajax. And it could have been any score in the first half. Now, the, the stats may show well there's only X amount on target but the amount of opens and half opens and if the pass was just that little bit better fellas were through on goal all over the place like all over the place but um, I'm sure we'll discuss it as we go on in more detail but overall um, delighted with the with the win I think that'll settle a lot of players um, just because of the circumstance over the last couple of weeks I think that'll settle a lot of players and it's three points um, and it puts the group to bed because it's us in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to come to Gar next. Um, Gomez was a player who, as Gav said, he taught, he started off a little bit dodgy and we know he's had a few issues uh, confidence-wise coming into um, the last few weeks, the last few games. But he grew into the game um, and him and Fabinho, they formed a solid base at the back, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, I was a bit worried at the start, but you know he's having to get used to what's behind them. To be fair, and then 
another new centre half partner. Let's be, let's be honest, it's not easy dif- different lads playing beside your centre half. Uh, but now we did settle. Um, in fairness, Brian Kerr made reference to him stepping up and and marking his man quite well in the second half as well, and and staying on him. So now we did settle. To be fair, and I think we're all, I suppose, a bit nervy about him at the moment. And you know, you know, he can produce a a bad performance or or a slip of concentration every now and then. So uh, now, to be fair, um, he did grow into a key. To, I totally agree with you there. But I, I suppose that another thing I noticed about was when Henderson come on, um, there was a bit more instruction. You, you could hear it through the commentary as well. That Henderson was sort of putting him him into shape, and you know, it, it probably helped him as well to you know to have a bit of leadership in there. I thought the performance in the first half lacked that sort of leadership. Milner seemed quite quiet. You usually hear him in games when the mics are, mics are on anyway. But uh, in fairness, as you say, he did uh, he did grow into it in my opinion as well. Yeah, Grizz. Um... <sighs> The defence, we'll start with the defence, you know. We don't want to dig out Adrian too much. I mean, he had some good moments in the game. But, you know, you could see the the nerve, the nerve, nerviness in them at the start. But as the lads have both said there, you know, it, it's something that it, he grew in, Adrian grew into the game, but the team got into the game. And Henderson did make a big difference when he came on as part of organising that defence, as Gar said, didn't he? Yeah, I think I think um, I think our fan base is a bit spoiled now. To be honest with you, um, I don't know what kind of performances we want. Um, sort of every single game, or especially when you go away to a first game of a Champions League campaign, away to a young, vibrant Ajax. I say young, vibrant, but they've got a few experienced heads in there. I thought I thought Blind was superb for them. Um, you know, I thought the the clone they've got of Delit, we were talking about in the WhatsApp group that shares yeah, yeah. we talked about last night. I thought he was immense. Um, look, we got, we know the players that we've got missing. Um, we know they're mainly defensive players, i.e., Matic, uh, VVD, Allison. I mean, you know, that's our best back three, um, and without them you expect a few nervy moments, especially in the first 15 minutes. And that's exactly where it was. You know, that keeper of ours, you know, didn't help himself in the, in the first 15, 20 minutes. Uh, I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to say his name. Um, can I, can I just say, sorry, Grace, can I just say when, when the fourth ball went down the side, the, the inside left channel cross, <laughs> and Gomez is just looking to go, I'll just pass this back to the goalkeeper yeah, his head. across the box. Across the box, and he turns around, and Adrian is there, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like, "Hey!" Yeah. And he just kicks yeah. the ball out, and straight away, without even looking or even thinking, See, I just um, po- I just popped open the, the WhatsApp group. I just waited, and then yeah, it just I came in. First message, yeah, I said some <laughs> bad things. I'll yeah. take them back. It was um, amazing. It was amazing. I meant ninety percent of them, to be honest with you. But I'll take the ten percent. When back. he when he does when he does anything, I just go Grizzo every time yeah. he does. So. Well, listen, as I said, you. Expect um when you're playing with a brand new back four, I think um I think God touched on it like you know it's it's a brand new back four, they haven't played together. Um and the keeper, and then you've got and then let's not forget the midfield in front of them has changed as well. Yeah, so it's a completely yeah. new midfield, yeah. probably the first time they've played. Ginny, who's been playing as an eight, very rarely does he play as a six, suddenly plays as a six. Curtis and, and Milner have got a lot of ground to cover. 
I, I thought what happened in the first half, I thought what, what it was, was I think we naturally, or maybe it was part of the game plan, we were, we were playing 10 yards deeper than we normally do. Our, our, our offside line was 10, 10 yards deeper because of the facts that I've just said, you know, because of the, we haven't got our first choice defence and possibly, uh, and definitely our midfield. And so therefore, I think there was a bit of a, a gap the, the, the forwards were isolated from the midfield. The midfield was isolated from the back back four. But I wasn't as worried or panicked as a lot of people seem to be. Um, I thought we were controlled. I thought we lacked cutting edge up front. As you said, we were on the verge of so many times cutting through them by just that final pass, final, you know. And, you know, as I said, the gaps between the, 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 the midfield, the, the attacking was uh, a bit too much for my liking. But... I wasn't overly concerned. We, we deserved to be one up at halftime, I, I felt. You're going to get a few chances. Ajax are a top quality team, attacking team. You're going to give away a few moments. That's part and parcel of football. But I thought overall, I was very, very content with the back four in the f- first half overall, minus a few patches. I thought Gr- second Grace, half, we were absolutely Grace, superb. Chris, are you look at that midfield in the first half, mate, right? Now, a lot of, you know, we saw the WhatsApp group going a bit further about Jones, but you, you've just touched on something there. Ajax played three in the middle at times with Blint as a holding player, right? We're, we've left so much space in the middle. Genie is sitting a hell of a lot deeper than usual. Milner, I don't know if you've noticed, stayed out left most of the time and was, yeah. was milling balls forward. So you've really got Curtis Jones covering all that space in the midfield. And, you know, for, for to rely on a young player, you know, of, of that age to try and grab a game by the scruff when there's so much space in the middle, lads, it, it is a bit much in fairness. Um, we went away from our, our, our type of game that we usually play. So it, it was a tough situation for Jones to settle into as well. And then in the second half, obviously Henderson comes on and, you know, we're a bit tighter, we're a bit more compact, we're, we're playing slightly higher. And, and the front three as well in the second half, I'm sure we'll touch on it, certainly interchanged and connected a bit better than, than we did in the first half. Go ahead, Gav, you going to say something there? Um, Curtis Jones was awful. Um, and I don't care what age he is. You know, if you're playing in the Champions League for Liverpool, you need to put in a performance. And <coughs> he, he gave us nothing. Um, but Gav, no, nothing went near him, Gav. Nothing no, but went it's near not, him. But it's he not even that. He's everything tra- around centre mid. Nothing I, went near him. He's so that. much space to cover. He, nothing, no balls went through him, Gav. Every ball went right or left and down their wings. And that was obviously the approach we took going into the game. Nothing, and I'm not defending Coach Jones here, by the way, but nothing went through the middle in the first half. Nothing. We, I get that. We went wide a hell of a lot. We did go wide a hell of a lot, but the biggest thing for me with Curtis Jones was he seemed to be looking around him an awful lot as if to see if he's in the right place. Yeah. And I think Ajax, most of their good play came down that channel where Curtis Jones and Trent Alexander-Arnold was. Stephen Max's uh, Jones was out of place in that game. He would come. He, I, I just felt... He, Positionally, he wasn't great defensively. Gar. I felt they were playing around him. He was hesitant, which was causing Trent to be hesitant. He's another issue that we get onto in a few minutes. Oh, yeah. But, but I just felt it became too big for him, for me. You know, he he wasn't. He didn't seem to fit in the system defensively. And I get your point. We. You know, we he didn't get on the ball a hell of a lot. He seemed to be picking up a few balls as they were coming out of the box and stuff Second like that. Balls, and yeah, yeah and, and trying to do stuff. But defensively, just watching him defensively, I didn't think he was great. Because going forward, we were all right. Don't get me wrong, we were okay. But I, I didn't think he was good. I just I just didn't. But having said that, he wasn't even the worst midfielder because Milner was appalling. 
um, like appalling. Like every every touch was a tackle. Yeah. You know, um, surprised he made it past half time. In fairness, so I'm surprised he made it after uh, past thirty minutes. I'm being honest. He was yeah. that bad. He was that bad. I'm just going to give my thruppence before you want to move on from um, um, Curtis Jones. I'm in kind of between both of you. I think I think I think Milner stays on because he's got it tactically up here, but he didn't have the legs to do what he needed to do. Mm. He 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 was one of the reasons why Robo had such a brilliant game because he was always in the right position to cover. But on the ball, he was absolute absolute pants. Um, with Jones. I thought when he was on the ball, I thought he was okay, opposite of Milner. But too many times he was caught positionally incorrectly, and I f- and I and I agree with Guy. It was not his fault. A, the setup in midfield was slightly different to what we're accustomed to. We normally play a more compressed. The back four is sort of literally just 20, 30 yards away from the uh, midfield usually. So there was too much of a gap. Um, we didn't play through midfield. We we had a I think the midfield's jobs were slightly different, so I think it was yeah. difficult for him. But he didn't make he didn't make the right decisions at the right times. I felt not not with the ball, but without the ball, in terms of who to press and who to cover. There was a slight misunderstanding with him and, and, and Trent a couple of times. But look, he's young, uh, very very much an experience for him, and you know he, he's got a good good session under his under, under his the, you know experience wise. The the only thing I would say from is. He is out of position, but he does turn around a couple of times expecting Trent to be in a certain place and Trent's not there. The amount of times Trent went to go and do something and then backed off and then found themselves two on one was, was mad, especially in the first half. He, yeah. he was, he was, look, oh, we're going to intercept that and then, oh no, I won't. He was on the back foot and they were hitting balls around him. And I, I have a feeling Trent is, is miles up from miles off from for whatever reason I don't know whether he's smelling himself a little bit I don't know whether it's a fitness issue Um, just played a lot an awful lot of football I don't know what it is but it's a, it's the hesitant Trent and I don't like it because he, he neither does one thing or the other and that's the only one thing I would say about Jones is that he did turn around at certain times ago well Trent will be there to get that and he wasn't mm. and next of all it looks like I'm miles out of position here and I'm trying my best to get back and, and he wasn't but um, it, it felt like a big bit of a game too big for him, and I'm only saying that because I think if you get if don't get me wrong, if you played him in every group game, I think he'd come on leaps and bounds as the games went on because you get more used to it. And European football is different to Premier League football, 100%. and you know a lot of teams come out and try press you and they try play around you and they try use the possession, whereas the vast majority of Premier League teams don't. You know, but we'd have to wait and see. And maybe I'm being a bit harsh on him, but I'm not being harsh on Milner. He was appalling. Milner was dreadful. He certainly was. I felt it was a bit harsh on Jones because while he didn't impact in didn't impact the, the game as much as he might have liked, I felt the first half performance was very disjointed. As you mentioned about Trent there at Roy Full on that side. Milner was horrendous. Genie Genie settled in as the game went on, but he didn't mm. start too well. And I felt I felt Mo was off at tonight. I know Grizz disagreed with me, but I felt Mo wasn't great. And obviously Klopp agreed with me. So, you know, in your face, Grizz. But <laughs> It was it was one of them. I think if Milner had got hooked, and and Jones had a stead on, it's all it could have, should have, would have. But 
he would have uh, the team performance got better as the game went on and Jones might have benefited but I don't think we can use his age as an excuse because you know Gravenberch um, is only 18 and he was playing in the UX midfield and he looked yeah like 10 years experience you know Shawnee made a great point Shawnee made a great point in the chat there Ajax are used to winning you know, at home, yeah. they don't get bossed. And we went in there and we can nitpick at it, but, you know, it was a good team performance by, by everyone there. But it, it did, as I said, it built up a, a head of steam. So in, as the match was going on, uh, Gar, I'll come to you. <coughs> the match is going on. We don't have much, much attack and threat, but Mane seemed to be the out ball. The left side was was where we were killing them. Um, do you, how do you feel Mane played? And is there yeah, any way concerned that he... Had to strap an ice pack onto him when he came off, or is it just precautionary? Did they looked quick enough to take him off, lads, didn't they? So I yeah. would imagine it's precautionary. Could have been a knock. I don't remember him going into any mad challenges that that he came off. So hopefully he hasn't pulled that. Or, but I have to say, I know Gav touched on it. He was, the guy is is out of this world, and we we constantly rave about him. And obviously Salah is a bit different, where he could do nothing for ninety minutes, and and as we saw the weekends, just strikes a ball out now when it goes yeah. in. But the guy is, is is different gravy. But what he gives the team in regards of, you know, tactical flexibility, in regards of his work rate, in regards of him and Robbo's understanding is is absolutely, uh, again, what Gav said, their, their understanding is unbelievable. Now, I know Robbo's had a, a couple of slips um, in previous games, but I have to say, again, I thought he was immense tonight again. Him and Manny. Yeah. Gav, the left-hand side, um, Gar touched on it there, the, the understanding when Mane tucks in, Robbo's bombing on the outside, it's always an outlet for us, isn't it? And it was again today. Yeah, they're fantastic together. Um, Mane is our best player. He just yeah. simply is. He, he is. Now, I'm not saying he's our most important player. There's a, different, there's a difference there. I think Virgil van Dijk is our most important player. He leaves the biggest hole um, because of the... the cover I suppose we have a left centre back yeah. where if you look if you look now where if Mane comes off he's a big loss if he's not on the pitch don't get me wrong because I, th- I genuinely do think he's our best player um, but when you look at Jota and Minamino when they come on we'll get on to them later but there's a the sort of cover you have there it's it's a lot more it's a lot better than the cover we have at centre half but um, they were outstanding the both of them tonight you know Mane must be just an absolute another nightmare to play with um, on, on the substitutions I think it was pre-planned 60 minutes yeah. the trios are off I don't care what's going on the trios are off and we take our chances And but when you look at Mane he's just so intelligent you know we talk about people picking up pockets of space and stuff like that and it's usually about in around the middle of the park he picks up pockets of space in in an, in an area that's quite small, you know, between yeah, yeah. the line of the edge of the box and the sideline, he picks yeah. up pockets of space, which are ridiculous. You know, um, Robertson is just back to what Andy Robertson, you're, you're used to up and down and up and down and drive him with the ball. And you could see after 25 minutes that Neres fella didn't want to know. He, no. he was like, I'm not chasing him. I can't be doing this all day. You know, a man is involved in the only goal of the game and it's a brilliant tone pass that centre half is it Shores is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. He he looked good, but Mane just roasted him. Um but he's he's such a good <coughs> fucking player, you know, and everything he does, he's either looking to create for somebody else or get in on goal himself and he's positive, he very rarely loses the ball. He's so strong. Um he's just a magnificent footballer and I think, you know, we go on about Virgil van Dijk being out and, and he does he does as I said leave the biggest hole but my god if, if Sadio Mane drops out of that team I'd be heartbroken I'm being honest with you yeah. Grizz um, as Gav says there he feels Mane is our, our 
our best player, is it, Gav, you're saying? He's yeah, our best player. I think he's our best player, yeah. Yeah, uh, I know Mo's, he's sort of in Mo's, Mo's shadow when it comes to the goal scored, and Mo always sort of pips him, but as Gav touched on there, he doesn't have a bad game, and he, he never has a bad game, whereas Mo can have a bad game and pop in a goal or two. Is, do you feel he's becoming that now, Grizz, that Mane is becoming the, the pivotal one of our attack? I don't think he's becoming. I think it's he's been. He's been. He's just been under the radar. I think. I think. I think. I'm trying to work out the one word that sort of epitomizes money, and it's relentless. He's absolutely relentless. I thought Scherz had a very good game against him in that first half. I thought. Yeah. I thought it was a brilliant battle. I thought there's a couple of times where he tried to run him, and Scherz got him. Proper battle that they had between them two. But the thing with Mane is he just won't let his head drop. He, you can give him the ball, feed him in the ball and, 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 and as much pace as you want on it and whatever, and how much pressure he's got. He'll keep fighting, he'll keep fighting, he'll keep trying. He'll try going on the outside, on the inside. He knows, he's so intelligent, he knows when to just lay it off into Robbo, make space for Robbo. I thought the two of them were outstanding. In my opinion, I thought the two of them had their best games today. I thought as a, as, 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 as a team, as, as they are, you know what I mean? When I say a team, the tag team between the two of them, I thought they were superb, Keith. I thought the I thought the relentless, the intensity, time and time again. It's all well and good knowing, Ajax knowing where the danger is going to come from. But it's a different thing trying to actually deal with it for 90 mm-hmm. minutes. Or in this case, 45 minutes. You know, they dealt with it, they dealt with it. And then Mane, all he needs is one beautiful turn. I think he takes it from the throw-in or... Pass yeah, throw-in, yeah. Throw-in, yeah. Throw-in superb turn, you know, and creates a bit of space, danger, havoc, and we get the the on goal um, from the left back we said is class. <laughs> he actually, <laughs> he he actually, but he actually yeah. did play very well, the left no, back. Player, so. Look, they had a few good players. They had a few good players, but I tell you, we were just <laughs> so relentless, especially down that left. Look, Sadio Mane is Sadio Mane. I think it's no secret now. You know, maybe it was under the radar a couple of years ago, and it's now people have realised that he's he's the main man. I mean, Mo, as you say, is 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 just the world's one of the world's most efficient forwards. Mm. You know, in terms of you know, he's just his numbers are ridiculous. He's just you know, he 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 can have a bad game, but he'll score you a couple of goals and an assist out of nothing. But Mane is just that Mister Consistent, Mister Consistent. I actually think Mane kind of dragged dragged Bobby into having a, a not a good game, but Bobby was more prominent. I know, I know. Mean you had a bit of a an argument about it. I don't. I thought I didn't think he was. I didn't think he was awful, but I didn't think he was great. I think you said he was great. I thought he was better, and I think Sadio's a lot of that has a lot to do with that, where he was driving him onto playing better as well. Can I ask you a question? Because there's a lot about uh, Firmino in the in the chat here, right? About um, he was a bit invisible. He wasn't great today. You know, Carl Blake there says Sadio steps up every game. Always takes responsibility. Always wants the ball. Loves a scrap. World class. I couldn't agree more with that. But I just want to ask you as a question: If Firmino isn't going to play because of a lack of form, and that's fair enough, everyone goes through a lack of form, right? What would you do? What would be your solution? I'd like to know what you're what you're thinking on this. Oh, it's a hard one. It's a hard one because you do a straight swap and you put someone else in there like Minamino. No. Or you think you sweet tweak the formation and you go to a 4-2-3-1, you move Salah out front. 
But then who right. goes right side? Who goes right side? Because I don't think Minamino's effective over there. Are you moving Mane over there? I'm putting Jota in on the left. So it's a hard one to do. You just go Jota straight up the centre, but he, he's more effective. He'll come on to him. He's more effective coming from the left. So it's a hard one. Like I'd, lo- I'd like to see Mane central Keith because yep. uh, Grizz has just touched on he's so intelligent tactically his work rate um, w- what he can do he can go by players whereas Firmino doesn't really do that he's all obviously flicks and tricks in regards to little wall passes and stuff around centre backs at times when he's in toy spaces for me I'd love to see, if if that was to happen, Gav, I'd love to see Mane through the middle, Jota out wide on the left, and obviously Salah to the right. Uh, I don't think, you're, you know, your your shape and your side changes much with, with that direct swap, in my opinion, but listen. Um, I, think, I think there's a variety of ways we can go yeah, about it. Yeah. <laughs> what would be your preferred one, though? Um, for me, the preferred one would be a change from into a 4 2 Mm. That would be my preferred one. I'm we glad discussed Gar- it last night. No, I'm just I'm glad Gar said that because I, that's exactly what I do. I wouldn't go Salah up top. I go Mane up front, and I put Jota out the left, and I put Mane on the right or uh, Salah on the right because for me Salah's just going to look to get in behind if he plays up front. That's what he's all about, pacing in behind. Where if you look, at the, and the reason it came into my head was because a couple of times tonight, especially in the second half, Mane drifts into the middle of the park. For some reason, he drifts. It's obviously to open up space behind him for Robertson because Robertson knows he has the beating of of the right back, um, especially when he just gets his head down and goes from. But the amount of times the ball came into Mane and it was bouncing high, it was coming in on his chest, mm. and he was he was trapping it, he was taking control of, it, he was holding off the two centre halves, he was turning, he was playing people in, and I thought he's the man to put up front because he's just he has everything about him. Absolutely everything about him. The other thing you could do was go four two three one and stick Mane in behind. Um, in, in, yeah. You could keep Mane central in behind the striker and put Jota. And I'd love to see him put Mane in behind Minamino and Jota and Salah off each side. But I just thought that's just because it's, it's interesting. It is very interesting because, like, I think just staying on this for a second, I think with Mane out left, he makes so much space coming from there. And he causes so much havoc, you know, like for the goal tonight. Mm. And he, there was a few times when he, he stands up the fullback, he's gone, he's gone. And I think it's a little nearly a move of his that I feel Mo could be more effective centrally than Sadio could be more. I think you'd lose a bit of money, but then he's, he's so good. Like you could, you could put him anyway. You could put him in midfield and I think he'd do a job for you. You know See what I mean? Beer. He's tough and he's running and he's tackling. He can do everything. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Yeah, the beauty is you've got to remember, and we sometimes forget, Sadio Mane played an amazing season for us on the right. Yeah. He's, 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 he's absolutely Excellent. brilliant. He's yeah. absolutely brilliant on that right wing. And we've seen glimpses of the potential of Jota today. I mean, guys, that was, you know, you could, you, he was like Mane. It was near enough clone, the way he got the ball, the strength he showed down the line. Going, He could possibly go outside and inside. Always the threat of cutting inside and look how dangerous he looked. I think Mane, that's the reason why Mane is probably a most valuable forward because he can play all three of those roles. Yeah. And Salah... I think Salah's 
I think Salah's streakiness and his just passion for goals and that you desire, you know, he's got this, um, when Salah wants a goal, he usually gets it. Do you know what I mean? One of those ones. He's got that knack of being on the end of rebounds, knowing where to be. And I think that could be, you know, if we were to sort of change it as Gav's original question, I think Salah would be most suited to go through the middle out, out of the Jota and the Mane options. Shakiri again, another option, absolutely would play the, the right wing, totally different from Mo. But if you had Salah through the middle and then Mane and Jota, you know, in behind, what variety of attack that would be. But I think the best way and the most efficient way for me to replace Bobby would be a formation change, in my opinion. Yeah, could be, it could be. We'll we'll never know. But look, we'll we'll move on and we'll talk about the changes now in a sec. So the goal comes, as we've said there, Mane cuts in, makes the space himself, does all the work, scuffs the cross shot, whatever it was. And in fairness to Tagliafigo, it was very similar to Robbo's against against Arsenal because yes. it takes a couple of deflections and then it sort of comes to him quick, you know, and he's adjusting his feet and, and it looks like a hell of but when you see the deflection and it coming at him, there's not much you can do about that. So, look, we get in at half-time. The change is made. Uh, Gav, I'll come back to you. Are you expecting a change and are you expecting Curtis Jones to be the one to go or do you think there was a few candidates and it could have been any of them? Um, I thought he might... The two changes I was thinking at the time was Jota for Firmino and I was actually thinking Henderson for Milner because as much as as much as much um, Jones for me <coughs> was a bit off with regards defensively, I thought it's the lesser two evils to take off Milner for me. I know he has the experience and look, it worked out in the end. I still felt in the second half he was just chasing a load of nothing um, and not having much of an impact. But I thought... My thinking behind it was it doesn't matter if you leave... Jones on. If you bring Henderson on, Henderson's going to make sure that Jones knows exactly where to be yeah. at all times. You know, Henderson's going to sit the deepest. Henderson's going to sit the deepest and he's going to look across at Jones to his right hand side and go, I usually do that every single week. So all I have to do is just keep telling him what to do. Yeah. And um, that's what my thinking was. Now, we didn't go with that. He, he took Jones off and you could argue it was the toss of a coin I don't think it was because I think Milner slowed us down so much he was giving away silly uh, phrase it just wasn't happening for him Um, but he brings on Henderson and I'll say it again the difference this fella makes to the team it's just I don't know I hope some people don't see I don't know I really I really don't know and you know what I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm actually not arguing the point anymore I'm not I will not have an argument about Jordan Henderson anymore I I will I will you're right. I, I will on a game-to-game basis if he's being good or bad, but I will not yeah. have an argument about the overall stature or influence of Jordan Henderson on Liverpool Football Club and the way they play football. It won't happen again. He comes on, he goes into the middle of midfield, and Ajax immediately run out of ideas. Immediately. Yeah. They don't yeah. open us up. They don't have little intricate players around our box. They're not pressing us because, you know, oh, let's press them because it's not working for them. He immediately goes in there and he says, give me the ball. And he's fizzing passes around and he's playing balls around the corner. There are, are two players, you know, two air players. And I ask, no, now, if we press, now I'm not saying he's, he's you know, he's, he can break up any pressing machine. I'm like, don't, I'm not that naive. <laughs> what I am saying is when he gets it, he does a purpose to what he was doing. In the first half, when Alden was hesitant on it, Milner was just, his touch was miles away from him, and Jones was struggling, right? But in the second half, if you look at it, it goes into Henderson. Like, there's one in particular where you play into Henderson, and Ajax attempt 
to press and he just fizzles a 15 20 yard pass to Trent who gets her out of his feet immediately and we're on the move and maybe that's affecting Trent as well the the, fa- the, the quickness of the balls you know how they fizzed him getting them in front of him maybe that's affecting his game because he does seem to get an awful lot of touch and get rid of it at the moment but I thought Henderson was just he's, I don't know what to say he's, he's, he's Liverpool's captain and he's a captain for a reason and, and he comes on there and the standards immediately go up it's as simple as that Gar, uh, I know you're a huge Jordan Henderson fan, but Gav was right, wasn't he? The tempo just upped as soon as he got in there and everything was quicker and everything was sharper and everything was crisper. You could really see the difference. I think I said, you know, I said in the group, there's, with every side, there's a focal point and, and obviously we're, we're missing two of our major focal, you know, that spine that everyone always speaks about. And, and you could see the minute he came on in regards to the passing was a lot quicker, as Gav said. But you could immediately hear him through, obviously, with, with the no fans being there, the leadership and, and the direction and people being told, go there, go here, go there. It's, it's listen, I'm a big fan and I'm, I'm the first one to slate him when he's had a bad game. Um, I'm not getting involved in any arguments on, on Twitter with anyone anymore over it because it's, it's worthless. Um, as, as Gav has said, um, the go, the guys, the guys are a major part of our team. And, and, and we're seeing the first half, you know, and with regards of, you know, in regards of the three midfielders in not knowing the positions they should have been in. You know, Milner did stay out left and that was obviously something pre-planned uh, and John stayed forward or right at times to, to help Trent there or whatever was planned. And there was so much of a gap in there. Now we did, whatever Henderson was, you know, I wouldn't even say he was told that he goes in, he, he shores up that space in the middle. We, we become a side that plays a bit higher, higher up the park um, because he's telling people, go here, go. And you can always hear it, Elvin. Yeah, you really do, you really do. Uh, Grizz, Henderson, um, is someone put in the chat there, I can't remember who it was, uh, Henderson's better than a kid, shocker. It's not that Henderson improved because... Jones went off. No, I think we all agree that Milner was was the worst. Maybe I'm speaking now, tone for years, but I think Milner was the worst player, and Gavin said the same. And the difference, and the reason I want to say that is Milner, he was missing. You know, he he was trying to pass and missing the ball. You don't see that from Milner usually. And the difference when Hendo came on was the quickness of the release and the, and yeah. the sharpness. What did you make of that, Grizz? Do you think that was a big factor in how it went? Nothing to do with Jones. It wasn't Hendo over Jones, but it was just no. the movement you could see was just that bit crisper, wasn't it? The biggest difference from Hendo coming on and the first half midfield performance was the space we reduced. Space was reduced between the back four and the midfield line. Automatically, absolutely straight away, 10 yards forward, Gomez and Fabinho got a lift. You know, they, these guys, we talk about respect and captaincy and leadership. As soon as you see Henderson come on now, look how much he's come on leaps and bounds. As soon as these other players see Henderson come on, they've automatically, I'm sure it was instruction, but generally as well, the, the, the spirits are lifted, the, the, four, the, the back line is come forward 10, 15 yards, and there's far less space. How many times Ajax kind of passed their way through uh, through our midfield in the first half was slightly worrying. Without creating much, they seem to have time on the ball. I don't remember none of them having time on the ball in that second half. Uh, I know we're showering praise on Henderson, um, but I'm going to shower praise on Genie Wijnaldum in that second half. I thought that is the Genie Wijnaldum that 
we uh, want to see cons- on a consistent basis. He's not been himself. I'm a Ginny fan overall, but he's not been himself, um, you know, since restart, I guess. But if we remember, the goal starts from his driving run in the first half as well. Even though he was playing as the deeper six, we forgot to touch up on that. He's the one who does that dart where he's got that powerful surge, powerful run that he makes through the midfield, and he's capable of doing that. I thought his energy levels in the second half didn't drop. I thought his desire, his tenacity, and it's the competition you see. It's now every player, we've discussed this before, it's healthy competition. We talked about Henderson's, um, Gav, I think, touched upon Henderson's calmness when being pressed. Amazing what a few sessions of Thiago does, eh? You know? It's not even that, that, Chris. It's not even that. It's it's he knows the way we play. It's that's the difference yeah. between him and Jones. He knows when when Fabino pops a ball into him, he knows yeah. immediately. I just but play it. To, I play it to the right hand side, and Trent is always but, there. But that's why I was not as critical as you was about Jones. You see, because it's natural. Jones hasn't played. It was more defensive than 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 attacking. I was more critical of. But yeah, but whatever. The fact is, you're right. He hasn't. Hendo knows the way we play. Inside out, not only as the six, but as when he's utilised as the eight as well, you see, because he's played so many games there as well. I thought Henderson just was superb. I think all of them, to a man, I don't know if you want to talk about individual performances, but we can, you know, a couple of players that we touched upon last night in the preview, we talked about the centre-back partnership. And, you know, we talked about, Gav asked the question yesterday, I want to see Gomez take some responsibility, play like a leader. I thought he was imperious. Start where Adrian was stepping on his toes, you know, when he's supposed to be on his fucking goal line. Sorry, I mentioned his name, didn't I? Did I mention Adrian's name? Yeah, you did. Of course you did. Yeah, that's why I automatically Yeah, but apart from that, I thought Gomez and Fabinho were were so good. That that Gomez moment, lads, is going to become a gift, isn't it? Oh man! Yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah. not even. It's it's not even that. Like it's. I agree with Grizz on, on Gomez. I thought. Well, I have to be honest. I thought the first fifteen twenty, he was very shaky. Now I'm not saying it was all down to him. I'm not for a minute. I think the ball down that down that channel. Now I made a joke over earlier, but as soon as I seen that ball go down the channel, and listen, everyone knows. The fella chasing Gomez is the furthest fella of the pitch for Ajax, right? Nobody is within 50 yards of this ball. He can play it across his own goal. Adrian comes onto it and he can do what he likes. And he turns to play it and the fella's kicking it off him to out for a throw. And you can see him going, what the fuck are you doing here? I think that rattled him a bit because I thought, he's probably thinking in his head, oh, for fuck's sake, we're five minutes in here and this is fucking happening. What? How long? This is going to be a long night. There is a couple where... He's a bit tame on headers. He's a bit hesitant going into tackles, and I think, I think he was afraid to commit because he think I think Gomez thinks if I get done here, there's not a fucking hope behind me. You know what I mean? Whereas you can take a bit of a chance with Allison because if you get through on Allison, look at him, the size yeah. of him, he's gorgeous. You know what I mean? His looks yeah. will put you off. But then as the game grew, I I, I went on. I agree with Grizz hundred percent. I thought the two of them were absolutely excellent. There's a couple of headers near the end from Gomez that were just outstanding yeah. defensive headers. Like I mean, proper under pressure, fellas piling in on them, and he was heading them fifty yards. Like it was, he he really come on, and I'm I'm absolutely delighted for him. I'm yeah. absolutely delighted for him for Joe Gomez after tonight. Gav, something you touched on sorry. last night. 
So go ahead, Gar. Go ahead. Sorry, Dad. Just just something to talk, to talk at the end of the first half. Do you think um, the 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 injury to Kudos uh, sort of kind of helped us a bit because uh, in in regard he was popping up everywhere. He was dropping mm-hmm. into a ten. He was he was willing to go you know into the wings. He was willing to go beyond Gomez at times. Um, with Proms, so he's, he's kind of static in the way he just wants to play off the off the shoulder of a centre half, which would have helped there too. You know, without do. So I think, well, sorry, myself personally, I think the the injury to Kudos helps us a hell of a lot because it impacted their their forward yeah, play hugely. I thought. Good point because he was known, and again we picked up on it yesterday. We talked about him. He's he's known in, in the Dutch media as this new clown Seidoff yeah. for them. So he's that kind of player where he pops up in those spaces that Seidoff used to appear in. You're right. He's totally different from Promes, who's an out out and out speed merchant on the yeah. wing. You know, he's a different type of player. But again, um, again, um, I'm not. I wouldn't be overly worried if he was on the pitch still in that second half. Because that was the area where um, I thought Genie and Henderson would have ate him alive as well. I mean, whoever would have been in that area, they were, they were in such they were in such a mode where they were, we were just back to our pressing, swarming best guard. I think anyone in that area wouldn't have had time to even think. Never mind, get a foot on the ball. You know, we were that compact and good in the second half, especially when they chucked on loads of forwards, and we thought, okay, here we go, it's going to be bombardment. It was everything but. We absolutely yeah, dominated them, you know. So I think we were, it was one of our, I really enjoyed it. I can't stress it. I mean, I know it wasn't beautiful to watch at times, but I thought our, our defending was so strong at times, you know, to each to a man. Uh, I suppose, sorry, Keith, we're going to probably touch on the, the three players that come on to enhance that person. You're hosting this, Awakar is. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. I'm only messing, I'm only messing. But look, I was going to say there, Gav, you touched on it last night on the show. I don't know if it was Chris or whoever made the point. Gomez switching to the left-hand side of the Chris, centre yeah. Half, Chris. It, it make him a bit more focused and yeah. maybe, you know, it took him a few minutes to maybe settle into that and get used to it. But when he did, I felt he, his concentration was, was bang at it today. Um, so we're into the second half, lads, right? We go into the second half. They have it. They hit the post. Davy Klassen, uh, hits the post early on. I don't know if uh, Adrian got a touch on it. Does anyone know or did it just go through? Yeah. It's nah, it's it looked it to me, but Grace is not going to give him the credit, is he? No. <laughs> well, it's an interesting point because he does make a good save from, is it promise in the first half when it looked like it could have been yeah. offside? Yeah. And Adrian does. So, I mean, Adrian, he does has the moment with Gomez at the start and then there's another one that he kicks into, is it Tadic? He kicked into somebody yeah. and anybody. That was that was him. soon. That was soon after the whole Gomez incident. Yeah, the ball's so passed he, back he, to him. The ball's passed back to him. He he does his usually put rolls of studs under, <laughs> yeah. stands and stands there for ten seconds doing nothing, not looking anywhere, just doing nothing. Like he's, it's like um, you know when there's a glitch in the game, and the fucking keeper just stands there for ages, and then he waits and waits and waits until the fella's literally on top of him and yeah. tries to kick it out, and then starts cr- crying at people to move left yeah. and move right. Listen, it's a, it's a dodgy tactic for a fella who can't kick, isn't it? Come here, he actually can kick the ball. He can. It's just he he, he can. If you ask him to boot it, he can boot it. He just refuses to do it for ten seconds. And um, if you actually just ask him to kick the ball long, he can do it. It's a game of bingo with him now, right? It's a lot. That's what it is. You're gonna have to weigh up the mistakes he makes in games against the good things he goes in games, good things he does, and hope that the good things outweigh the bad things. And on top of that, I hope that we're good up the other end of the pitch because. You know, where Allison will make a mistake or letting a goal that you think he probably should have got to that happens once every 
20 fucking games. Yeah. Um, with Adrian, you're guaranteed to be a three or four nervous moments, you know. Even near the end, he's calling keeper and he comes out and he's nowhere fucking yeah. near it. Do you know what I mean? But, um, you know, it's it's just, what can you do? You just, you just kind of have to deal with it. But ho- I'm hoping, listen, we play Sheffield United, we play Michelin and I hope then we see, we see Alisson back. I really, really yeah. do. Hopefully the sooner the better because I, I genuinely think Alison in that team and a lot of the anxiety for the fans and the team sort of lifts as well because he, he gives that assurance. Now, Alison, in fairness, does take a bit of time to get back in. That's the only thing I'd say. He doesn't um, get straight back into the rhythm. But look, we'd rather that than, than Adrian. But the game is on. They've had, they've hit the post. Whether Adrian gets a touch or not, I'll give him the credit. He's grown into the game himself without having to do too much. We then make the triple change on the hour. Now, Gav, you said you felt it was um, a pre-planned yeah, 100%. change. Mo didn't look like it was pre-planned, but then that could be just any striker that... He just hasn't know, scored and he knows his time is up. He's That's frustrated. What that is. He, missed, he actually had a good chance in the first half where he cuts back and he made the balls of it and they got a block, you know. So you could tell Mo probably wasn't at the races. Were you surprised at the fact that we don't a triple change and that it, that it was the front three that were replaced. Um, I was. I was surprised. I, I'm surprised when any team makes a triple change because it's usually when you're losing the game and you're struggling and it's the last throw of the dice to try to grab something because, um, you know, ah, listen, throw them all on and see what happens. But it looks pre-rehearsed to me. You know, the three of them are off the bench. They know exactly mm-hmm. what they're doing. You know, the, the, the board is up straight away. It's 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 literally like they came out at half time and said to the fourth official, number nine, number ten, and number eleven are coming off on sixty, yeah. and number number bleeding twenty eighteen and whatever else is going on. You know, um, twenty three, yeah. Um, but I was surprised by it, but I I really enjoyed it. I have to be honest with you, I really enjoyed it. There was a different dynamic to us. Um, Minamino was so good, Keith. Yeah. He's so fucking good. Yeah. He's yeah. so good. He's so intelligent. He's quicker than you think. He gets yeah. those little bursts down the channels to get the ball. He's yeah. so skillful. Drop his shoulder. His weight of pass is very good. He's so, so good. Jota is going to be a fabulous sign for us. Uh, fitness, you know, keeps fit and keeps going. He's going to be a brilliant sign for us. He was so good at carrying the ball second half for us when we needed. We were under a little bit of pressure. And Ajax were... Had eight strikers on. Hunter was fucking taken out of bleeding. Was you know the yeah. the nursing home down the road and banged there. on. <laughs> you know the changes in a minute. You know, but the amount of times Jota got it and just got a touch on the edge of the box. Next thing he's he's in there half of it. I know, right? He might be running out of space, but he's in there fucking half of it and not theirs. Yeah. I thought he was really good. Shakiri huffed and puffed a little bit, but surprised by Keith. But I totally enjoyed the trade on Monday. Come on, really did. Yeah, uh, Gar, I'll come to you. Um, it's surprise to many, I'm sure, but is it a sign that you know the strength maybe in that front three, the depth is starting to improve a bit? And do you feel Origi is now you know the forgotten man there? Is is that three that came on the the next three in line? Gar, um, Gav said that Shakiri had moments. If you know his true balls, in fairness to Shakiri, he was involved. The other two more so. Do you feel that's the the, the the next uh, line of attack, really, and Origi's another one down again on that. The Shakiri one was a huge surprise to me, you know, yeah. a really, really big surprise. He's obviously doing it in training, you know, credit to the guy. Um, but Jota is nailed on to come onto the left with it, with her. you know, that's 
the, the position that Origi has always sort of been thrown on into. Yeah. Um, he doesn't do enough for me, Origi. I know he's, you know, you know, he's done his bits in the past, but I think he's he's finished in that front three. I don't think he does enough. Uh, Jota offers you, you know, tactical tactical flexibility. He's uh, he, he's better on the ball. He can attack people. He can interchange and quick passes. And and he's come from a wolf side that has always been known, you know, to work hard under uh, Nuno. Walk, 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 and he's coming into a Liverpool side where he can now go and play a bit more. To be honest with you, there's not that you know, not that reliability on him to to drop into shape all the time. He's now in a side where you know it's it's that bit more fluid, and he, he gets to do what he enjoys a bit more, a bit like we've seen him in uh, his Portuguese jersey. But I thought he was he was excellent when he came on. That one that Gav has spoken about, where he he throws his head into a high foot yeah. and just breaks his that's that's mana stuff, as, as Grace said earlier on. That's you know, we're so used to Mane throwing his head in and, and, and gone um, in, in regards of a 50-yard run. It was unbelievable to watch. Um, but I thought he was really, really impressive. Uh, Minamino, you have just spoken about the, the little intricate passes, the way he presses another, you know, again, flexible in regards of uh, our, our front three and the way he can play. He can play in any positions as well. He can play in an advanced midfield role. So yeah, I, I, I'd be spot on with saying in agreeing with you. Yeah, that's 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 our second front three, if you want to call it that. Yeah, and Grizz, uh, the lads have spoke lonely about Jota. He got a lot of criticism um, from our fan base for our fan base and outside for paying the money, the reported fee that we're paying for him. But he just looks um, like fits it like a glove, and I'm going to compare him to one that since then probably hasn't had the look, but it was like similar to when Oxlade-Chamberlain signed for us. It was a big, big fee for Oxlade-Chamberlain and he'd stagnated at Arsenal and uh, Wolves fans may have felt that Yacht had stagnated at, at Wolves. Big fee, but just looks so suited to the style, doesn't he? That it, it, it looks at the moment like it's money well spent. Yeah, it's, it's, down, to, it's down to meticulous scouting of attributes of players, strengths of players. You talked about Ox, um, a lot of eyebrows raised, but Klopp and his team knew what they wanted to do with Ox. We didn't want to play Ox like Arsenal were playing Ox, as opposed, you know, on the right wing, etc., etc. We saw different attributes in, in Ox that we saw, you know, when he was blessing, when he's fit and you know, totally fit and sort of uh, confident with his fitness. We see the attributes, the strength, the running, the powerful running from midfield. Similarly, Jota's performance, Minamino's performance today showed, and I know you guys already touched on um, Divock Origi, but it showed why Divock Origi is, is, in my opinion, out of the picture at Liverpool. Yeah. Um, it was a total contrast, stark contrast into the way Origi plays that position, Minamino or Jota. Either one of them could play that. Even Shakiri, I thought, even though he didn't see much of the ball, his work rate was outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys seen Shakiri ever work like that before in his previous times with Stoke or you know, even his national team? He's absolutely part of the fabric. He understands what he needs to do in this club team. Minamino has, I know Gav praised him earlier and I didn't get a chance to praise him earlier. I thought he was fantastic. His movement is getting better and better and better. Um, and it's competition. It's competition for Bobby. Bobby has to raise his game. Minamino is flying. Jota is absolutely flying. The, 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 the confidence of getting gold against 
can't remember the, the international teams, but for his national team, I couldn't have Sweden, done him no harm. Yeah, whoever it was, oh, but they, you know, you know, brilliant goals. The way he played that role is, as he's again, it's just so reminiscent of Sadio Mane. You can see he's been watching videos, studying. He's been asked to just watch Sadio, the best left winger in world football. Go and watch him. You've got the attributes. So therefore, when we went for him, we knew, you know, that okay, at Wolves, as Gar says, you know, he he played more up and down role. Didn't have the tactical, didn't have the freedom, sorry, to play his game when with the ball. That's what he's got now with Liverpool. You know, when when he gets the ball, when we on when we've got possession of the ball, he's allowed to just whiz around at, at, at will. You know, go in, go out. I thought it was superb. And you know, blessing Divock Origi, look, cult hero. I'm not gonna start, you know, talking about Origi on a night like this, but it just shows you the stark difference between Origi and the lads that we had come on uh, for the front three today. Do you know do you know when Origi comes on and he plays down the left? And you look at him for as an outball, don't you? You know, yeah. um usually when we're protecting the game, he comes on, he, he protects you're looking for an outball down the left, he can get he can get down and get us away from goal. Watch Jota tonight. And the difference is He's as good with the ball at his feet as Origi. He's strong. He's as quick. But he has a pass in him. Yeah. And Origi will run down an avenue and turn back and may hold on to it and play it back to Robertson. We start yeah. and we recycle. That's a great point. Whereas Jota... Was it Jota earlier? He just he was on a run and he just hit his pass left foot across the goal. Was it for yeah. Wijnaldum? Was it Jota that hit it? Yeah, the one it he was, slid yeah. in for, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah he slid yeah. in for, for Wijnaldum. Yeah. I think it was breaking. And when you look at it and you say, now listen, we've all said it before, Origi and, and the big goals he's got, but that's fine. But he doesn't suit what we do. And that was shown tonight by Jota when he comes on. Jota comes on to work hard, press, and be an out ball and protect the ball. He does all of that while being creative at the same time. You know, he, he runs at, he runs at the, 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 that fella Shores and he comes across him, he drops a shot, he goes, he goes, and your man gets a good tackle in, but you can see how direct he is. He, you never feel like he's going to lose the ball. You never feel like he's going to waste the ball. And uh, uh, Watching what's going on here, I can't for the life of me understand why Divock Origi is still at Liverpool, how he didn't, how he didn't do something this summer. But Jota is light years ahead of Divock Origi for what we want to do um, as a Liverpool player. Harvard Business School Online offers a flexible and engaging way to learn vital business concepts. Our professional certificate courses are offered 100% online and can be completed on your own time. Try a free business lesson at hbsonline.info and discover how Harvard Business School Online can help you take the next step in your career. Go to hbsonline.info today. Yeah, it's very true. I mean, you... you Touched on something there, Gav. When it comes to Origi out left, he's taking a touch, he's stopping it, and he's just going into the channel where the shot is just direct, ball out and going. And it is a big difference. And even centre forward, we don't play sort of high balls into the box. Now, some people probably think we should have that as a plan B option. But Minamino just being in there like a little buzzsaw looks like that's a better option as well. So where does Divock get the games? You just can't see it, can't see it coming. But look, we, we won't dig Divock out tonight because he didn't get on. He's done good things for us, fair play. The game changed with that three, I felt, you know, and it was a, I was delighted that the game changed on that because it showed everyone that we're not overly reliant on our front three. It's only one game. It's only a half an hour of one game. But it's the first Champions League game. It's away from home. It's against the other big team in the group. Now, I know people will think Atalanta are the threat, but 
it just goes to show that we're not overly reliant. We took the three lads off, we put the others on, and it worked well. Ajax then made a double change <laughs> to get back into the game. And he took off hooking Shores and Daily Blind. Now, Daily Blind was having a good game. Hold the midfield, but he was really an auxiliary centre. He was a centre-back, really, wasn't he? He was shadowing Bobby when he was He's a good footballer. He is a very good player. Just is a good footballer. Ludicrous United got rid of him. Absolute shambles over there. Good luck. Never did know how to play him. It's similar to Di Maria. Di Maria is a great player. Still is a great player, but they could Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. But Ten Hag makes this this change. He brings these two off and he puts on Huntelaar and Lassine Traore. Was it or Diarra yeah. or so? I don't know. Traore. Some yeah. big lump goes up front. And he played, what was it, 3 2 5? It was yeah. desperate. Yeah. Desperate it was, times. It was, can I just go quickly go first and then you can elaborate? Yeah, go right? ahead. Grizzing quickly. I, mean, I, I like the idea of this. It was desperation. It was sheer desperation. We had run them into the ground. The midfield had absolutely no legs left, chasing the leather for the majority of the game. Ajax are not used to any team coming to the Amsterdam Arena yeah. and controlling the ball for the majority of the game. They chased shadows in terms of how we kept passing, kept passing in the second half. They had run out of ideas. It was pure desperation. There was no tactics behind it, Keith. There was absolutely no planning or thinking. It was sheer desperation. The coach didn't have any idea what to do next because there was no ideas to do. And he thought, let's go for the Hail Marys. And that is so un But credit to Liverpool. Gav, Mm. He makes them changes, and for me, that was game over. That was it was a bit of a madness. Were you worried when you made that, and they were just sort of looking like they were going to go all out attacking gung ho, or did you feel it was a, a mad thing to do in a Champions League game at home? No, I think I think what triggers. I know it comes later in the game, but what triggers that in his mind, I think, is the, the triple sub we make. Mm. You know, because he's looking at Firmino. Mane Salah and he's saying to himself if I go 3-2-5 here I'm getting absolutely upended yeah. because yeah. as as you know uninspiring as Firmino has been if you tell him listen you're going to play 25 minutes here with um, you Mane and Salah against their three boys he just go grand I'm just dropping 20 yards I'm just going to take one touch turn and then look for the pass and he was a bit unlucky tonight Firmino with a couple of passes he hit one in the first half that, and when he hit it he went oh my god what a ball and the, in fairness um, Tagliafico I think gets gets back in and just gets a touch on it to stop Salah being away but the, their manager is looking going I can't overcome it here I can't 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 overcome it and because of them three boys. But when we make that change, he thinks, ah, I can commit a bit more here now. You know, these aren't it. But it actually works against him. He would have been better staying as he was and not trying to go gung-ho for the last 20 or whatever it might have been. He'd have been better off just trying to stay in the game. And, you know, because let's be honest, on another night, Liverpool are breaking away there and they're scoring three or four. And that's all because of his reaction to wear triple sub. If he'd have, if he'd have just kept the tight, kept the tight and then said, right, I don't know when Hunter comes on. Is it 80 minutes? Is it eight? Just, just after, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So what he could have done, what he should have really done was he, he gets lucky that winner. I was so. I'm being honest with you. But what he seventy four? No, no, it's not. It's eighty eight three. It, yeah, it's, I thought it was about ten minutes to go. But 
what what I when I seen this happening, I seen they're going gung ho. I thought great because we'll back it up, and we have got the players back there that, that can defend at a deep line, no problem. And then when you looked at the Jota and you looked at Minamino and Shakiri, and when Alden was trying to break, and Henderson was really killed, and Robertson was just up and down, I thought we'll deal with this. I I wasn't I wasn't them um, worried whatsoever. I think he reacted to what we done, and he reacted in a bad way. Keith, he should have kept his shape. He should have kept his shape, and maybe went. With one of those subs, you know, one of those subs, because when it got a bit berserk, Liverpool were quite happy with that, and they were quite happy with breaking into space whenever they felt like it. Yeah, Gav, uh, Gar, sorry, Gav, Gar, Gar, Ten Hag has a reputation, he's a good coach, he's very highly thought of, um, he has an absolute brain fart tonight, because as, as Gav touched on there, he just... He made the wrong changes and it allowed, you know, we'd seen how our lads had grown into it and the front three were very, very busy. And we had Robbo bombing up and Genie as the game went on was breaking and, and getting up. Would he have been, as Gav said, would he have been better off maybe if he wanted to throw on Huntelaar or that would have big stock in the shite that went up front for them? Would he have been better off doing that at the expense of maybe um, a forward player or one of their uh, midfielders rather than taking out centre-backs and, and holding mids. Like was, what was your thinking behind it? Could you see any rationale? Listen, as a coach, you know, you've got to credit him. He's trying, he's trying, he's trying to get a point out of the game, right? He's, he's putting forward players on. It nearly worked for him, lads. Look, it did, nearly, it did nearly work. On that moment, Adrian comes out and your man goes to chip it, you're going, oh, shit. It's nearly worked because the two centre-forwards have dragged the two centre-halves in. And Adrian's just come aimlessly for a ball he shouldn't be come for because they're two centre-halves. But there's one bit of credit I have to give Reese Williams, lads. Did you see that moment when the ball comes down and he's two players around him? He flicks a boy them and he basically just pummels it 40 yards. Like, that's experience. That is a brilliant yeah. bit of centre-half play, center play from a kid, in, especially in the game of, you know, Know that you know intensity or whatever you want to call it because we're one nil up and, and the biggest slipped. game of his career 100 yeah. Bang yeah, on, yeah, and yeah, and he's 100 and, and he's doing that. And you're going to yourself, Jesus, if that's if that's Van Dijk doing that in, in a game of that ilk, you're going brilliant center half play. So, a lot of credit, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a little moment, but it, it's, it's a big win for him in his mind. And I'm sure, I'm sure the analysts or whoever monitors his game is going to go. Fair play to kid out. You've you've done you've done a good job on that one. But listen, he's gone for a Keith, you know, he, he's tried to go for it. it he's he's it's an inferior, you know, he's can't sit a Liverpool side. He he's tried to catch he's thinking he's gonna catch his out putting two direct forwards on. It's not worked for him. Um and then Klopp gets smart and puts Williams on you now to, to shore up. Very surprised, lads, with, with Klopp's three substitutions, if, if I'm honest with you, because he's usually a 70-minute man, as, as we've often complained about. So, listen, it, it's all worked out right for us. Um, Ten Hag, you know, gets put back in his box um, as an up-and-coming coach because he's been outfoxed by Klopp. Yeah, and, you know, I suppose ultimately it all comes down, it's the first game of the Champions League. You want to get off to a win and start and... Like that, Ajax at home wouldn't have wanted to anything less than a even a draw. You know, is in your home games you don't want that. You need to win your home game. So it's you know, I, in some ways I can understand right taking the risk and going for it a little bit, but it just seemed very naive tactically. Of and he's I, a lot of people in the chat are saying who rates and why is he so rated? 
you know, Bayern Munich were going for him uh, for their new coach. Yeah. A lot of clubs were, were trying to get him out of Ajax. He is highly rated. He's highly it's, tall. It's the sort of thing, it's the sort of thing you just, when you've no ideas, that's what you do. Um, yeah. Let me see. Uh, Michael Ramsey's back from last night. He said, did overrated Jones play tonight? Because I saw LFC was playing for the first half. Uh, he played the first half, yeah, uh, Michael. And um, I've I've already said. Check, I think Michael wants to check some of his last night's messages, and I think we, um, I think he was he was wrong on quite a few of them. So I think. He All right. Be. Well, listen, he, he's throwing it in there, and um, he did play. And I'm being honest with you. Um, I'm being honest with you. I thought he was poor. I've said it. So, um, but having said that, he's young. He'll get back in, and he'll um, he'll improve as it goes on. He Sorry, was, and you, but you know what? It's a good learning experience for him and for Reese Williams. You know, to play a Champions League game, and while it didn't, it didn't work for Jones tonight. He can probably look and say he wasn't the worst player. You know what I mean? And he can say, right, for the the sake of the system, he probably was the one that had to come off to leave Milner's experience in there. But you know, he didn't, he didn't embarrass himself. You know, by any means, and it's good. And you're playing against an Ajax team that they've no problems putting an 18 year old in there from their youth well, team. Super Tiger says, guys, we need to acknowledge that we gave a Champions yeah, League start on, in the first yeah. game to an academy graduate and also minutes to a young academy centre-back all in an away game whilst keeping a clean sheet and winning. I yeah. think that's a great Brian, shot. Brian Kerr Kerr touched on that as well, didn't he? Towards Tell him the end to tweet of the game. that. Yeah. That has legs. You should tweet that, Super Tiger, that has legs, yeah. Uh, sorry, can I just, before we go on, I know we want to do a bit more before we go, but um, can I just, uh, it was, uh, I wrote this down because I didn't want to forget it. Aunt Dicko, right? He he puts a, a comment in there a minute ago. And by the way, the comments are brilliant tonight. I'm I'm so distracted reading them. That, uh, the, the conversation is brilliant. We're trying to get as many of them up on the screen as we can. Um, but Aunt Dicko says, Does any, did anybody notice when um, Adrian got lobbed and he pretended to kick the ball? Now, I didn't see this at the time, right? But, but I didn't see it at the time. I seen it, you know, at half time on the show, the little, the little clips, right? But now, listen, this is me having a go with him. It's just a funny moment, right? But he gets lobbed, and when it goes over his head, first of all, the attempt to make himself look big, I thought was brilliant. <laughs> but when it goes over him, he turns and he mimics hooking the ball off the line while he's standing <laughs> up. And Fabinho does it, right? And then, just to annoy Grizz, he's put out a most amazing tweet, Adrian, in the last couple of minutes, right? So it's oh. basically a picture. It's basically a picture of him saving from Quincy Promise. And it says, great, it's something along the lines of great win tonight. And not, uh, a minute after this save, we go ahead and win. I'm so proud of me, team. And uh, you know what? Uh, what a fella. What a fella. If it's annoying Grizz this much, I am absolutely all for it. I think we should never rush Allison back. Um, he says, I love my job, especially when, I'm, when a minute after this, and it's a picture of him saving point blank from Quincy Premise. The group, the, group the group is on fire there, uh, Gav. Yeah. And, and yeah. even, even Andy has written something bad in. So it's <laughs> <laughs> he says we score very proud of my team and very important three points really good Champions League start and I know Grizz is fucking fuming. he's a parody he's a fucking parody <laughs> <laughs> he's free word says he's a comedian um, Flash Gordon says I'll have to go look at it. go and have a look and when he, when your man lobs him he doesn't he half attempts to jump but when he turns towards the goal you can actually see him pretending in, to kick the ball at hooker off the line it's fucking brilliant so are we giving Adrian the credit with the hook on the line he Fabinho channeled his uh, through osmosis yeah yeah but you know what he's he's did you see the picture of him at West Ham when he he went to grab the ball and he grabbed the forward's head like he's yeah. he's unreal 
He's unreal. Yeah, he's I, I love him. I'm a big fan. I'm Maybe a massive not fan. him in goal. I wouldn't mind him <laughs> moving on and doing it somewhere else. But I love how he winds Grizz up so much. Um, but look, back to the football. And before we move on, we've got uh, over 500 people watching us tonight, which is great. And we appreciate, you know, everyone watching and, and supporting us. We love it. We enjoy doing this. Um, but we do start to rely on you know, if you can hit the like button, there's 175 people have hit like, which is great. Thank you very much. But if you're watching and you like what we do, just hit that like button. Before it's not enough. It's not enough. And, Can I just uh, say as well, we're about 80 subscribers from 6,000. So if you're, yeah. if you're watching and you're not subscribed, please hit the button. Get us to 6,000 um, and we'd be forever grateful. Yeah. It's it is it helps us a lot, you know what I mean. It helps this show and the channel to grow by all the likes. You mightn't think about it, it really does. We hate begging for likes and asking, but it's, it's you know it's part of the part and parcel of the gig, unfortunately. Um, so huh. we get off. Oh, oh, oh. Adrian's in the chat. He says, "Oh my God, I feel attacked." Hugely, don't be worrying, Adrian. Um, that's only Grizz, and if, and it's upsetting Grizz, which makes it great. Yeah, that that's it. We're big fans here, you know, big fans here. Just maybe somewhere else. I like West Ham Adrian or I'm, Real I'm Betis Adrian. A couple of more likes and I'm blocking Adrian. I'm <laughs> <laughs> on YouTube. Barry, Barry Devon, he says, what's the 6,000 challenge, Gav? Well, the 5,000 challenge still hasn't been done. Um, it's doing me head in. But I have um, David Lennon in the chat there. We've brought him on board because he plays golf as well. Um, although... It's been announced that golf courses are closed in Ireland for six weeks, which I'm not happy about. But between me and David, we're going to try at some stage to sort this out. We promise. The 6,000 challenge, we don't know. Are we giving something away at 6,000? Probably are, yeah. Um, but we're going to make it um, a little bit easier for us. Do you know what I did get? Do you know what I did get, lads? I got this putting mat that you put in the house, right? Now it's about 12 feet long. Yeah, but I was thinking of doing something, you know, like where you have to hit it off something to hit something else and knock something over. And then, if, you know, all this putting challenges yeah, on YouTube. The challenge is so fucking hard. Yeah, I'm thinking of doing something like that. Um, and then ask someone else to do it about <laughs> <laughs> four weeks later. But now, just get us to 6,000. We'll sort it out between us all, right? Yeah, we get something good, I'm sure. We get something good. Um, so, yeah, that's all the, the admin, the housekeeping bit done. So, Gar, I'll come to you. We get off, we get a win. Um, it's the most important thing is to come out of that with a win. Atalanta get a win as well tonight. Now, I know you're a, an Atalanta um, fan. You've been saying it for a long time. Um, a few people in our group have been saying it. Um, a couple of years are on here tonight. And are they the threat or is it, are we reading too much into a 4-0 win against Midland? Or do you think it's a... Is tonight's game, what I'm trying to say, is tonight's game the big one out of the way or is Atalanta the big one? No, I think Atalanta's the big one because they're they're being more of an attacking threat to us, Keith. Uh, they're like Newcastle Newcastle of old. Um yeah. you know, we score two. You know they want they want to score, they're free scoring, they've got a good attacking uh good attacking story as well. They're they can, can be quite poxy at the back at times in fairness yeah. to them. Uh but no, <laughs> lads, this is not a good OIAC side. Um, you know, the yeah. the their their better side is obviously you know, well, yeah, another OIAC transition, which they do every few years. Uh, it's not a good OIAC side. Um the the younger players out of this side, Graven Birch, etc. Sure, we'll we'll all move on in a couple of years. Um but as you say, you're bringing on Huntelaar. You know, Promes has, has bounced around leagues in Europe. You know, he's been in Russia, hasn't he? Or yeah, somewhere yeah, for a while as well. Um, Onan has wanted out there for a couple of seasons and th- they want big money on him as well. So uh, even at that, he's not great. Um, 
But to me, to be honest with you, Atlanta are a threat. Uh, I don't see any reason why we don't, you know, come through this group at, at the top of it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, Grizz, another Atalanta advocate. Are you worried about them or do you think Liverpool, let's concentrate on our own business and see what happens from there? Very much so. Very much so. Um, Atlanta are exciting to watch. Atlanta are, as um, as Gar says, very gung-ho. But we like teams that are gung-ho, guys. We know yep. this. We love teams that are gung-ho. We love brave teams. Get brave with our squad. Um, oh, Alice, we've got Alison in the chat now. Yeah, this is fun. There you go. Alison, yeah. Um, Atlanta will be a magnificent game to watch, guys. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried. I'm looking forward to it. It's exciting. It's, it's one of those games that, you know, Champions Leagues are made for kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, to test yourselves against other attacking teams from around Europe to see, you know, how styles match up. Yeah, we claim to have the fast, the powerful league in, of the Premier League. Well, they play a very fast, powerful brand of mm. football with mixed with a lot of skill, you know, a little Pepe Gomez in there. Um, he's a great player. Oh, yeah, he's a fantastic little player. But, you know, we've Never got... Heard him. We've got uh, we've got a few dynamites uh, in our in our lineup as well. So, What's his yeah, name? Papa Gomez. Papu. Papa Gomez. Papu. Alejandro. Alejandro, Alejandro Gomez. Gomez. Argentinian. He's only about four. Brilliant. Number ten. What is he? He's about thirty two. Is he? Oh, for fuck's sake! You stop with this. I know he's good. He's not. No, no. Where, who's no, no, he no, played he's for? Good. No, he's thirty two. Who's he played for? He plays for Atalanta. Yeah, but who has he played for? He played for, I'll give you his list. So he started off at Arsenal de Sarandi, went to San Lorenzo, then go. went to Catania, and then went to a Russian outfit somewhere. I don't know the name. I can't think of them. Stop it. Stop the head. Give the it all. This guy, Argentinian number 10, who's like a small little fella. I'll send you, I'll send you YouTube them, clips. Um, and then you'll change I want to see the clips. The he's brutal. No, he's, he's dead. 32 and he's hanging around Argentina and Russia. We just have a day off. Yeah. <laughs> Gav, a player we nearly signed under under the bridge, Luis Moria. Yeah, yeah. Luis Suarez, Mac. Luis Suarez, Mac too. They've got um. They've got Joseph Bilicic came back as well. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Good team. But listen, Hold on, I don't want to. I don't want to go through the whole team. I'm just saying, you're going oh. about some fella called Papa Gomez. Never heard of him, and he's fucking Luis hanging around Argentina smell, and Russia. He's going oh. as if he's fucking Pele. Um, before we move on, Rajiv has corrected me. He played for Kharkiv in the Ukraine, so it wasn't Russia. Uh, Metalist Kharkiv in Ukraine, great so team. Oh, yeah. stand up, oh, yeah, stand corrected. Apologies, yeah. great team, plastic pitch, great team. The yeah. old Luton, the old, um, Luton. but but yeah, might, it's, uh, listen, he might as well have been on a skate to victory for fuck's sake. <laughs> Papa Gomez, um, yeah, you change your mind, you change your mind, you change your mind, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But we've 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 definitely got the the firepower to beat them. We 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 it'll be a brilliant game. We play them at home first, right? <laughs> Papa <Yeah>. John's cousin. This fella is good. He's good, and we go away to them first. We go away to them first. Yeah, get that out of the way. Then, yeah, great. Mitchell and the home. Mitchell and the home away in. They're playing in the home ground now, aren't they? Um, yeah, they're back in Bergamo, yeah, I think. Yeah, they're back here. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the importance of the win today, it, it's, 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 
it's not stressed enough, I don't think, because we need to get this group wrapped up as quick as possible, especially with the injuries, you know, sort of coming around for us and the players. We've got to wrap them up in cotton wool. So I, I ideally would like to have the last two, three games as dead rubbers. Do you know what I mean? Where we can sort of, you know, protect, protect the most important players, you know, in those games. So getting away win at um, Ajax is a Magnificent start, guys. It's it an is. absolutely magnificent start, honestly. One percent. Yeah, really is. Yeah. Um, so before we wrap up, then lads, um, who have we got the weekend? Sheffield United. Sheffield United. Mm-hmm. Late kick off. Um, do you see? Right. We, we, before we move on to that, right? Before we move on to that, I'm going to come to you off as a man of the match. Right? So, Gav, I'll come to you first. Who do you feel was man of the match and why? Um. If you'd have played the whole game, I would have given it to Mane, but Andy Robertson for me. Um, okay. While the right-hand side wasn't really functioning, the left-hand side was brilliant. And I thought he was excellent defensively all night. Nerez is not a bad player, um, but he broke Nerez's Nere- spirit within about 25 yeah. minutes. And it actually reminded me of the time United came to Anfield under Mourinho. And Mourinho's comments afterwards was, look at, look at Robertson, he just goes up and down and up and down. And you could see it, 25 minutes in, I think I think Robertson gets it left-back-ish position and just goes inside. He's about 20 yards from Nerez. He just comes inside and starts running and Nerez just goes, I'm not fucking chasing that. He, just, he stopped, not didn't he? He just hope. stopped. Yeah. So um, I, I, for me, it's Andy Robertson. Um, even late in the game, he was bursting down the left wing. He was getting crosses in. He was winning corners. He didn't miss a tackle all night. I thought he was really, really, really good. Yeah, true. Grizz, what about you? So tough, so tough to to decide between Robo, Matic, Gomez. Choose any one. I choose one. Sorry, Fabinho. You was last week. <laughs> yeah, Fabinho, Gomez, Robo. I'm going to go with Gomez, um, the youngest out of the three, the most criticised of the three in the recent weeks. <clears throat> so slightly under pressure. Um, he had that sort of absolute nightmare of seeing Adrian's face in the first 30 seconds in front of him um, when he's, you know, playing the, uh, facing the wrong way. So I think the way he composed himself after that and grew into the game, I thought Gomez, but it could easily have been Fabinho and Robbo. Yeah. And Gar, what about you? Yeah, Fabinho for me. Great. I would have gone with Grays and, and Gomez, especially after all the, the, you know, the media stuff that's gone on the last few days and a lot of criticism from, you know, Ex pros has gone his way as well for his for his lack of form, and uh, but now hundred percent, I'm going to go with Fabinho. Try and be different. It's just the guy, the guy just looked at his again at centre half. Um, you know he he can spray a pass. He he he, he doesn't overcomplicate things. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, love that Rajiv. Yeah. <laughs> Grizz, Grizz to dress up as Adrian for Halloween is a suggestion here, Grizz. No, bollocks to that, mate. <laughs> Watch our language. It was yeah, bad on yeah, Sunday. Every time you mention his name, it's going to be an explosive after that. So, okay. Yeah. You know, well, don't mention his name. I was, going to, I was going to go on and ask you about predictions for players that can force their way in, but you'll deal with this, the, the weekend game, I'm sure, on Friday. So we won't. We'll, we'll leave it there, I think, for tonight. I've kept you all late enough. Um, so, Gav... Mm. Thank you very much for joining us tonight on the other side of the hot seat. Absolute pleasure, Keith. Thanks a million. Great. Grizz, always a pleasure. Yeah, mate. Enjoyed that today. Really enjoyed the game, the chat. 
vibes and you know we needed a bit of a we needed a bit of a positive boost and i mm. think that that performance in that second half gave us gave us positive boost it did me yeah. as well i'm very energized yeah good stuff and gar pleasure to have you as well tonight thanks kid thanks pat thanks lads Great to be on with great to be on with Grays again. Really, really oh, always time. a pleasure, Gar Football Man. Yeah. Football, man. Football, man. Football man. If you need this autograph, sure you can fax it here. Gar. Did you not see he's highlighting in uh, in neighbours now, Gav, no? No. Uh, what did you see this one? There, yeah, there, 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 there. Don't go anywhere yet. <laughs> in neighbours is in the channel, as in the the, the, the Australian. Australian soap. Rizzo in the Australian soap neighbours. <laughs> Oh well, oh, must have must be a repeat, was it? it? Must have been an early day. Ah, uh, listen, it must have been before he grew that mustache. That must have been recorded a couple of months ago. After that, do they? Catch, catch me in the suit, fucking. What was it? What was the fella's name? I, I can't remember a lot of names from neighbours, but let's try. Um, Harold, Harold Bishop, Harold Bishop, and John Mangle. John Mangle. Um, there was there was a there was a girl in it. She was a mechanic. Name and random. Yeah. No, not Coyle Mino. No, it wasn't Coyle Mino. No, 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 this going back a few years ago, there was a girl in it and she was a mechanic. Match, and, um, match, <laughs> match was about 80. <laughs> You're joking me. You couldn't be going around fixing cars. She's right, right? She's right. Um, I was right with she, match, though, yeah? Yeah, match yeah, fixed yeah. them. I'll be scooters. Yeah. <laughs> no, this, this, um, this, this girl in it and, uh, of course, Holly Valance was in it. Um, Steph, Stephanie, Ali Kansas, yeah, 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 I, li- I like her. She was a mechanic. Oh, I liked her. Yeah, Leo Carpenter, of course. Leo um, Carpenter, yeah. Yeah, he's the grey haired fella, isn't he? Uh, great times. Yeah. Comment there, Tommy, I'm going to put it on the screen, but we are not going to read it out, okay? <laughs> we are not going to read it out. What a way um, to end it. What a way to end it. What would you prefer, actually, home or away, or neighbours? Uh, I'd watch neighbours now quicker than home and away. Home yeah. and away has gone a bit mad. There's, it's a lot of gangs in there. You don't want that oh. our Australian daytime soaps. You want good, wholesome in the in the square or the whatever it's called. Abby says, uh, Abby says, Abby says, Dr. Kennedy, he's a big Liverpool Dr. fan. Dr. Car- yeah, Kennedy, Dr. yeah, Car- correct. Kennedy. Big Liverpool fan, yeah. Big Liverpool yeah. fan. Yeah. Uh, so, Grace, home and away or neighbours? Neighbours. Neighbours. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm gonna go at home and away. It's got that yeah, sort of g- gangs of London thing about it at the moment. Yeah. That uh, you know, um, love yeah. hate thing going on as well. Yeah, really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I haven't watched. Great. I haven't watched either of them in years and years and years. Yeah. But uh, Natalie and Bruglia, of course, what a show oh, by yeah, Karen yeah. Jarvis. Holly Valance was in that. Home and away was great. Um, uh, Pippa, Pippa, Pippa was the young, wasn't she? Pippa from home and away. Oh, of course you were. Yeah, yeah. You were busy what watching Countdown for Carl Vorderman, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I used to miss uh, the young neighbours. Like, One Countdown of the funniest things I've ever heard when you said I like, <laughs> like a strong, intelligent woman. <laughs> Uh, to like myself, <laughs> it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. I must go back and find that it was one of the best podcasts we've ever ever done. And oh, um, I'll, I'll share it. I just, yeah, I, I, I'm home and away. Thanks. Yeah, that's it. You know, it's you don't have to be one or the. You know, we we won't judge each other because me and Grizz like the good one, and you two just follow the skin into home and away. Mm-hmm. But how and ever, we leave it there, lads. This has been as our midweek fix. We've been the LFC day trippers, and we'll bid you all good night.
Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the Stretch and Flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Sports Social Podcast Network.